Hello, sweet ones, and welcome to the Soul Medicine Podcast. I am your host, Liz Nerland, and I have created this space to nourish you with guided meditations, to support your healing journey with Reiki practices, and to inspire, lead, and teach developing healers and intuitives. I invite you now to breathe deeply, to open your mind, to expand your heart space, and to call your soul to rise to the surface as you settle in to receive these offerings. Let's get started. In a world grown numb, the ability to feel deeply is a superpower. In a world grown distant, the ability to connect with and understand another human is also a superpower. These people who are able to feel and connect deeply are known as empaths. Empathy is the ability to understand and share the feelings of another. And likely, if you are tuning into this podcast, this relates to you. If you are highly empathic or highly sensitive, chances are you're probably having a hard time regulating your own mental, emotional, and energetic state. As we move through the intensity of our own personal challenges and navigate our relationships and current events where we are exposed to other people's challenges and strong emotions, it can quickly feel like too much. When we are overloaded with heavy emotion, this superpower can quickly feel like a curse. Sometimes something as simple as walking through a grocery store can feel overwhelming when the overall vibe is heavy, fearful, or negative. I remember the first time I went grocery shopping um, when all the initial COVID stuff was going down and just feeling like I could collapse and cry on the floor. Like it was so intense and fearful and scary and sad. It was wild. I just, I felt like my chest was being crushed and that it was just, it was so intense. Um, I left and I, I started crying. It was just so intense and I wasn't prepared for it. So this episode is about how we can leverage this superpower because the world needs this. The world needs more people who are sensitive, who are tuned in, who can connect and feel and validate and affirm other humans. We need this. So how can we leverage the superpower without carrying the burden of feeling it all? Working with your empathic gifts is a practice and only you will know what works best for you. But I wanted to hop on here and just share them some things that I have found tremendously helpful. So the most important thing for me that I have been doing for years now and highly, highly, highly recommend for anyone who is working in the healing arts or intuitive arts, um, anyone just who is highly sensitive or highly empathic. This is crucial. 
The most important thing for me is to have a morning practice or ritual of some kind to craft some sort of ritual where you have the opportunity to really feel what is yours, to feel what is alive in you, body, mind, energy, emotion, spirit, what's there, to really check in with yourself before relating with others. This is something you do before you turn on your social media. This is something you do before taking outward action in your life. This is a pause at the very start of your day to breathe and feel and notice what is mine? How am I feeling emotionally, energetically, physically, mentally? What's my baseline today? So once you know your baseline for the day, then as you move through your day, if you start to notice any inexplicable deviations from this baseline, you can know that it's probably not yours, that probably you're picking up on something else, someone else. It's not your thing but you are feeling the energy that's being put off by someone else. So if you wake up and you are feeling calm and grounded and um, just feeling in a really solid place, and then let's say you're going to your gym or you're in the grocery store or your first client walks in for the day, and all of a sudden you feel tightness in your chest, short of breath, panicked, anything like that, chances are that unless that is the way that you normally react to go into the gym or seeing a client, <laughs> chances are that you are actually picking up something from someone else's nervous system. Likely you are picking up on the electromagnetic signature of the people around you. And this simple recognition this like, oh, this isn't mine. I must be feeling what's present for someone else. That recognition is enough to break you free from feeding into the emotional state that you're picking up on. Because you see, feelings or emotions, they're actually a result of thoughts. So we have a thought that creates a feeling. But it's also true that when we have a feeling, we start to look outside of ourselves for the reasons we feel that way. And then that reinforces the feeling and it cycles. So when we get a feeling because we've picked up on it from someone else's electromagnetic signature, so your, your nervous system is starting to tune into their anxiety and mirror it. If you can't recognize that that anxiety is actually not yours, that you are just feeling into someone else's state, then all of a sudden your brain is gonna go, I'm anxious, something's wrong, I need to find out what's wrong, and all of your awareness is gonna go outside looking for what is wrong. And guess what happens when you look for something that's wrong? You find it. And then you're gonna start spinning your wheels, see what's wrong, it's gonna reinforce that feeling, and you're gonna cycle and cycle and cycle. But when you have that recognition, this anxiety isn't mine, 
it breaks that cycle. Your brain knows what's going on. You can consciously interrupt the cycle. So when you notice that what you're carrying is not yours, you consciously disidentify with it. You realize it's not you. Then, instead of looking for reasons to feel the way you feel, and that part's often subconscious, but instead of looking for those reasons, instead, your attention naturally turns to the other person or people around you and your inner state can shift to one of love and concern and curiosity and desire to serve. So all of a sudden, yes, you felt the anxiety, but you didn't have to own it. It doesn't belong to you. Instead, you can feel it and use that information to turn your attention to the other human and to open to some of the most virtuous qualities inside of you. Because you are drawn to care and support and serve someone who is in pain. So just that ability to know what's yours, find your baseline at the start of the day. And then if anything comes out of like totally out of left field, and you're like, there's not really a reason I should feel like this, then you can be like, ah, right, this probably isn't mine. You disidentify with it. And then you can move back into that state of love, curiosity, service, and it shifts the entire experience. So knowing your baseline allows you to know what's not yours so that you don't get stuck identifying with what belongs to someone else. So this kind of leads into the second skill of managing empathy. When we see someone struggling, we often want to jump right in there and make it better. We have an urge to save them. And we are even willing to sacrifice ourselves to do so, especially if we are feeling their pain in our systems. Now, this desire to save might sound virtuous, but it actually creates an unhealthy and delusional power dynamic. This power dynamic is you considering yourself to be the savior and the other person to be the victim. In truth, we are all eternal souls who are always connected to God, to the divine, to the creator. So the most powerful thing you can do for someone who is struggling is to remember that you are both infinite divine beings that are not separate from God. You can validate this person's current experience while still regarding them, speaking to them and reflecting back to them that they are powerful, resilient, resourceful, infinite beings. So instead of plunging ourselves into the other person's pit of darkness and despair and suffering there together, you can shine your flashlight into their pit and support them in finding their own light so that they can find their way out. There's nothing virtuous about diving into someone else's pit of despair and getting stuck there. We don't help anyone when we do that. 
So you have to really remember. Remember your soul. And remember that even if this person is going through something challenging, there is a divine spark inside of them that cannot be extinguished. And the best thing we can do to help them is to reflect this back, to help them remember who they are. But sweet ones, there will be a time, many times, <laughs> when we do feel stuck in an emotional state. And regardless of whether it is yours or something you picked up along your travels, there are things you can do to shift your emotional, mental, and energetic states. Even if you don't know the source of where it came from, this is emotional mastery. So the most profound thing you can do is to move your body. Move your body in new ways. So when you're feeling like you're in a funk, when you feel like you are stuck in an emotion that doesn't feel good to you, notice how your body is feeling. How are you carrying yourself? What activities are you engaging in and avoiding? And then consciously shake things up. So what you are naturally drawn to do during these states will result in more of the same. So if you're like, oh, I'm having a hard time and I just want to sit on the couch and eat ice cream and watch TV. If you continue to do the thing that you're drawn to do, it's going to create more of the same experience. Happiness is not on the other side of binge watching Netflix and indulging in too much ice cream. So if you want to shift your state, you have to change something. It can be as simple as sitting a little bit taller, deepening your breath, vocalizing, carrying yourself with strength, lifting your head, lifting your gaze, going outside, climbing a mountain, jumping in ice water, going to a yoga class or a gym class, or even just turning on your favorite song and dancing and singing along to it. You can change what you are reading, listening to, or watching. If you notice that you are overindulging in social media, you may choose to take a break. Even if you find that you are moderately consuming social media, but you notice that it is feeding into states that you don't want to be in, you may want to take a break. Do something that makes you feel alive. And when you are in a good state, make a list of things you can do that always make you feel better. Make a list that you can refer to when you are in a dark place. So that when you are in a dark place and making a decision feels impossible, you can refer to this list. It's like a love note that you write to yourself that says, hey, when things get hard, don't forget to call up your friend and go for a walk. That always works. Or pour a hot bath, light some candles, and turn on your favorite music. Or remember when you're feeling crappy, turn towards your meditation practice. Turn on Insight Timer, 
Find your favorite teacher. So what I want you to do is to know what you need. If you want to shift your state, you need to know how you respond to certain things so that when you're in the dark places, you don't have to guess. You just have some tried and true methods to lead you back to yourself. All right, sweet ones, I hope that helps. So to recap, just start your day feeling into your baseline. Remember that you are an infinite spark of the divine and so is everyone else. So when you are holding space for someone having a hard time, the most powerful thing you can do is to remember and reflect back to them their own brilliance, their own resilience, their own resourcefulness. And finally, when you are in a rut, stuck in a feeling that doesn't serve you, remember to move, to shift how you are moving and breathing and what you are reading and doing. You want to avoid doing the things that keep you feeling the same way. You want to shake things up. And my suggestion there is to have a list of things that you can turn to that always help you feel better. You want to create that list when you are feeling great so that when you are not feeling great, you can take out the guesswork and simply reference your list, this little love note to yourself about how to guide yourself home when you are in a hard space. I hope that helps. I hope you keep feeling, keep connecting, keep allowing emotion to move through you. You don't have to carry it. But please don't numb it out. Please don't shut it out because the world needs more people like you. So thank you for your superpower. I am cheering you on and sending you so much love. Until next time, sweet ones. Namaste. Sweet one, thank you so much for tuning in to today's episode of the Soul Medicine Podcast. I am excited to announce that I am releasing some Reiki Level 1 and 2 trainings online. These are self-paced certificate programs. So at the end of these courses, you will be certified in Yusui Reiki Level 1 and or 2. I will then be offering a development circle. So for any healers, aspiring healers that want more development, want to turn certificates into thriving practices, uh, this group will be ideal for you. We will do skill development in the healing arts as well as business development. Uh, details of those will be unfolding soon best place to catch me and to get more information you can find me on instagram my handle is at liz nerland l-i-z-n-e-r-l-a-n-d 
and I will have all the details dropping there first. So if you are curious, interested, uh, definitely hop onto Instagram and I would love, love, love to hear from you. Thank you so much for supporting this podcast. Um, I know your time is so precious and it just really fills my heart to share with you and to know that it is being well received all over the world. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much. Love to you, sweet ones.